Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time. And I'm gay. And... I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. And um, the next step in all of this was sort of letting people know. I'm still nervous, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey for sure. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Bachelor Clues coming at you on a Thursday Pace Case is still on vacation, so I am still holding it down solo in the second installment of Clues Week. I hope you enjoyed the first installment on Tuesday, my interview with Peter Riley about all things cryptocurrency and tax-related and where we're headed as a future civilization. Before we get started in today's historic episode, which is something we've never done, I'm taking Clues Week to exercise some liberties and trying a few experimental things. So today, for the first time ever, I'm going to be doing a segment called Calls with Clues. And that's actually going to be the entire episode where I take calls from people who want to talk to me about whatever they want to talk about. And I think you'll find it very entertaining. But before we get to that, of course, I must mention that this is the last chance you're going to have to get our new shirts the For the Right Reason shirts, which are currently available at bonfire.com slash Game of Roses, will be gone next week forever. So you got to get them. If you want to get them now, go to bonfire.com slash Game of Roses, and you can see this beautiful design by Ella Tolkien. You can see all the hard work that the Dark Seeker put into this product. And once you have one of these shirts you can rest assured that you are going to be the talk of your viewing parties, which are going to be coming right up June 1st for Katie Thurston's season. We're all going to be vaccinated and everything is going to be back to not normal, but closer to normal than it was. So please check out that shirt. If you want to get it, you have a limited time. And now before we get to calls with clues, obviously I'm recording this on Wednesday and there was huge news in bachelor nation. I mean, actually, there was a bunch of news floating around Bachelor Nation this week, of course. We had the Matt James saga occurring with Reality Steve's interview with a woman that Matt James was supposedly dating before he went into the show, who he tried to convince to join the player pool, but she didn't do it. And then, supposedly, what has been going on in recent times is Matt James has flown Rachel Kirkconnell to New York, telling her that he loves her, while at the same time, he is dating this other woman, and Rachel and the other woman supposedly got together and talked, compared notes, and Matt James seems to have been pushed out of that picture by both of them, uh, but he seems to be doing no worse for the wear, posting pictures of himself at WrestleMania this past week, trying to maintain his parasocial relevance, even as his Instagram count is slipping into the 980,000. So he is hemorrhaging about 20,000 followers, potentially as a result of all of this controversy surrounding Rachel Kirkconnell and this other woman. 
We also had a fantastic parasocial play this week by Natasha Bessez from Listen to Your Heart. She got Mike Johnson to be in her music video for her new song that is out right now. This is a huge move in the parasocial world. I would argue it's the probably the biggest move by a player from Listen to Your Heart in terms of connecting with the higher level games, Bachelor and Bachelorette. We wish both Natasha and Mike Johnson luck in their future parasocial endeavors together. And of course, the biggest news occurred today. Former Bachelor, season 23's crown, Colton Underwood, appeared on Good Morning America this morning to come out as gay. This is something that we were tiptoeing around in our reporting earlier this week on the Game of Roses Instagram page by saying that Colton was going to have a big announcement. It would be game-changing. We didn't say what it was because we feel that that is obviously up to Colton how and when he chooses to come out, but he has done so on a national stage now on Good Morning America, and it is promotion for a Netflix documentary series he has coming up in the next few weeks that is about him coming out to his parents and leading this new life as an openly out person. And there are a lot of opinions about this, of course. Everything online ranging from people who are angry at Colton for having hoodwinked and led on all of the women in Bachelor Nation on his season 23. There are opinions that are full support. There are opinions that see it as a media stunt. There are a wide array of opinions about what this means in terms of his involvement in the game as a lead, as a player, and how it may or may not relate to what happened with Cassie, which was obviously the other huge news surrounding Colton Underwood for uh, the better part of this last year. Colton Underwood was served a restraining order for self-confessed stalking that included planning a tracking device on her car and making up fake identities to harass her and himself to try and build a kind of dual victim story that he could then play to get Cassie's sympathy. Wherever you might fall on the opinion of does Colton deserve a new platform? Does this new event in any way erase what he's done in the past? Are these things linked? No matter what you think about any of that, the fact remains. We have the first lead in the history of The Bachelor coming out as gay. And the reaction to it from Bachelor Nation so far has just been Dark Lord Harrison. When I say Bachelor Nation, I mean some players and stuff have been tweeting about it and posting support. But Chris Harrison has posted his first post in really since the apology posts that he put out after the extra racism scandal, he's supporting Colton. The official Bachelor Instagram account has posted nothing. The official Bachelor Nation account has posted nothing. ABC Network has posted nothing. So other than Dark Lord Harrison, in terms of the official entities associated with the show, nobody's saying anything about this. And... There's speculation that he may return to the Bachelor family in some way. Colton, I mean. Uh, potentially is the first gay Bachelor. I don't personally think that's going to happen, but it is possible. He clearly is leveraging everything that's going on in his life for this new reality show to maintain relevance. I think his Instagram is going to see a significant bump once that reality show comes out. 
he may be the first player to 3 million Instagram followers as a result. We shall see. But in terms of what this means for the game, I think it is ultimately a net positive. Certainly, we can't discount what he did to Cassie. Certainly, we don't exonerate him for those things. But we now have a massive player, a huge, influential, important player from our beloved game out. And that is a first. Hopefully, it's going to break down more doors. Hopefully, it will lead to the Bachelor franchise potentially... I don't know if it's a spinoff or if they just fold it into the main game, but hopefully it will lead to them having a wider array of different sexualities that they're going to portray in upcoming seasons. Because other than, at least in the American show, other than Demi and Christian on BIP6, we have not seen any kind of same-sex relationships or anything other than heteronormative relationships being promoted in the course of our game. So... I'm not sure what it will mean for Colton in the future. I'm not sure what it will mean in the franchise, but I do think that this moment is a very important one historically and should be regarded as such. And that's all the news I'm going to do for today's Thursday episode. Because like I said, this is Clues Week. I get to spread my wings. I get to do something a little different. And this call-in show is something I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I finally got the opportunity this week. So I hope you enjoy it. Here is what you came for. Hello. This is Calls with Clues. Hi, how's it going? Hello. How are you doing? Please, caller, tell us your name and location and what you called to chat about. My name is Nyla, uh, famously the first Instagram looked through in the Instagram. Um, <laughs> oh, well, welcome. Annotations, suggestions. Um, I'm in Eugene, Oregon, and I would like to talk about if you were to do an intro on a pace case season of The Bachelorette, I would love to know, you know, what you do, how you'd impress her, what method you would use. I'm sorry. For an intro of Pace Case? Like her intro video package? Oh, I meant like if you were on her season, if you were a consent- contestant, would you do a tot? Would you? Wait, I'm very confused. <laughs> You're asking me if I were a player on a season that Pace Case was the Bachelorette? Yes, for some reason this made so much sense in my brain. Maybe it's like a translate. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I would probably come out of the limo carrying two Kringles. One would be a food Kringle. And one would be a recreational Kringle. I would take a bag of weed with me, and I would take a Chipotle burrito. And I think that would get me the Fimpros. I, I can't help but agree. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your call, Nyla, and have a good rest of your day. Hello, caller number two. What is your name and where are you calling from? Oh, hi. Um, my name's Montana, and I'm calling from L.A. Oh, well, pleasure to have you on the show, Montana. Thank you. Okay, my question is, I've been watching a lot of Bachelor, and I know you guys have your love levels. I feel like falling for you and falling in love with you shouldn't necessarily be this, not to, you know, 
criticize criticize <laughs> you guys and your logic and your thinking, but sure. just watching, I feel like it's so easy to be like totally falling for you. Um, we're watching Hannah Brown right now and Pete uh-huh. just PP over and over again, falling for you, crazy falling for you. But it takes him a really long time to stay falling in love with you. What are your thoughts? Definitely the invocation of the sacred word itself, love, carries more weight. There is no question about this. However, falling in love, falling for you, both of these things in my mind are love level three because they initiate the act of getting to being in love. So you have, I like you. There is some kind of initial connection. You then have, uh, I'm starting to fall for you, which is the beginning phase. Like it might be happening. Then I'm fully falling for you or falling in love. And then of course, I love you, I'm in love with you, I love you more than the moon and stars, whatever the case may be in that final phase. But for me, whether the word love is included in any of these phases or not, it still is that, it's a pretty ironclad four love level system, in my opinion. (laughs) But I, I can see what you're saying. I can appreciate it. Well, that makes. I guess that makes sense if you're saying you're like falling toward versus actually falling. I'll think about it. Well, thank you very much for your question and your suggestion to the alteration of the love level chart. We will take it into consideration. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Nice to talk to you. You too. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, I am Tristan and I'm calling from Asheville, North Carolina. Well, I hope you're having a good day out in Asheville. What did you call to chat about? Wowie, what a day to have calls with clues. Indeed. As I said up top in the beginning of this episode, big news has broken all across the nation today regarding Colton Underwood coming out on Good Morning America to Robin Roberts. And we are also aware that there's going to be a Netflix documentary coming out sometime in the next few weeks that has footage of Underwood coming out to his parents. This is a first in Bachelor history. A very nuanced conversation is being had across social media that I've noticed so far. I'm sure you are apprised as well. Have you already discussed some of those thoughts? Uh, A few up top, but I'm happy to have the conversation because this is obviously I'm recording this on Wednesday and it's sorry. There's like noise in the background. Somebody has a jackhammer literally outside my window. And so that's just going to be part of this one. But uh yeah, I mean, it's incredibly nuanced, this entire situation. We obviously all know what happened with Colton and Cassie earlier this year. Um, the stalking, the crimes he committed, the putting the tracking device on her car. He then deleted his entire Instagram account, or at least removed all the pictures. And now we come to this moment where Colton is coming out and... Some people have the view that we can't forget about these other things. And I agree with that view. We cannot forget about these other things. But this, in my mind, is kind of a separate issue. And, you know, he's he can handle it however he likes. It's his life. If you were to culch, say, Colton Underwood, for example, moving forward mm-hmm. in the parasocial gameplay world, what would you coach him to do? I'm actually extremely curious to see what his Instagram is going to start looking like moving forward. I'm not sure where he lives. Maybe L.A.? For some reason, I feel like he does live in L.A. But is it going to be this kind of new version of him? Obviously, there's not going to be any Bachelor stuff. He's gotten rid of all of his old pictures. 
and he has primarily existed in these very um, heteronormative patriarchal systems of control his entire life. The Christian faith, football, and then The Bachelor. All of those things really kind of make it difficult, I think, for people to come out as Colton just has. And so now I'm very curious to see what he's going to do on his Instagram. I'm not sure what the right move for it is. It's like, as I said, it's his life. He's got to make those decisions. But, you know, hopefully it, whatever he does on social media will represent his move forward. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really great point. It would be hard to know because it is his, his life. Um, and coming out is a very personal decision. So I acknowledge that for sure. Um, have you had any since offering to be a coach uh, for future contestants? Have you had anyone reach out to you yet? Oh yes, I'm. I'm excited. I'm. I'm sure there, you know, are areas of confidentiality you're trying to maintain. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm very excited if you can drop us any tids. I cannot. Unfortunately, I am uh, taking a vow of silence where all of those matters are concerned. And hopefully, if I ever get a player that makes a deep, deep run, eventually it will be their choice to reveal, you know, what we've been doing kind of in the offseason behind the scenes. If they ever want to reveal it, that is their choice, not mine. My sole job is just to get them as far as I can in the game. I think it's a brilliant idea and ever since discovering you all um on your chatty broads crossover probably like a year ago or something i have taken the deep dive into the pit and i enjoy everything you all put out so i appreciate uh the opportunity just to just to chat and be involved um i think y'all are at the very beginning of some big groundbreaking stuff well, thank you so much, and, and we love having you listen, and we're happy to entertain. Awesome. Thanks, please. All right, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Hello, caller. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from. I'm Richard Pryor, and I'm calling from I Love Cleveland. Now, Richard Pryor, we see you all the time in our lives on Patreon, and I have to ask you this. Is Richard Pryor your real name? Yes. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a family name. Not that family. <laughs> right. It's just a coincidence. I get it. There's no relation to the actual Richard Pryor or the more known Richard Pryor, I should say. Yes. So, Richard, what are you calling in with today for this first inaugural call-in episode in Clues Week? I have a theory that I want to postulate to you and to the rest oh. of the core community. It's about um, who has parasocial power from the Clacia season. I think everyone is sleeping on Bennett Jordan. What? Everyone's sleeping on him? He's constantly in everyone's stories and feeds. How can you even sleep on this man? He doesn't allow it. <laughs> no, he is, he is the best parasocial player I have ever seen. Okay. Please offer some evidence for this insane theory. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know him because his parasocial gaze is literally a cipher. 
He is Dale Moss's heartwarming post that got Claire Crawley to love him. Like when he took his mom to the botanical gardens, which was insanely mm. cute. Yep. He got the he has the PP cringe factor. Okay. And then he has this thing with Kelly, which is certainly I think has to be a dynamic duo play in the lead up to Paradise. I agree with that. I think he is trying to put together something with Kelly for Paradise. I don't know if they're if she's into it, but it's, mm-hmm. she's certainly in on the joke. He is the only person who gets like every post that he ever does on Instagram goes up on the Bachelor subreddit. Yep. Look, everyone talks about it. I am not sleeping on Bennett. I think his cringe powers are incredible. I don't think he's quite mossy in in that. Yes, he has a strong parasocial gaze. Too strong. It's terrifying. There is nothing behind the eyes. When you look into Bennett's parasocial gaze, you feel that he may be able to kill a human being. Dale Moss doesn't give you that. Dale Moss gives you warm, inviting. You want to be in a relationship with Dale Moss. He's going to make everything better. That's the power of a true parasocial god. Bennett is doing everything right from the outside. He's got these videos of himself dancing around, wearing crazy outfits. He's doing funny little things. It all looks good on the surface, but if you get into his parasocial gaze, if you look into the eyes, you are staring at a deep darkness there. Something that is terrifying to the average viewer. And I don't think that ultimately makes you very strong parasocially. I think it's kind of the opposite. That's fair. No, it's just... He is, I think, without it, I don't think we give him enough credit for what he does. Well, we're going to be seeing some more of what he does very soon, I believe, on Paradise. I can't wait. Paradise this season is going to be awesome. Yeah, perhaps he'll finally get his due. But uh, thank you very much for calling in, Richard Pryor, with your (laughs) blind support of Bennett's parasocial work. (laughs) Someone needs to, man. Someone needs to. (laughs) Absolutely. Have a good rest of your day. You too, Clues. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello, Bachelor Clues. My name is Lacey, and I'm calling from Texas. I've heard of it. What are you calling in with today? What bit of information or question or theory do you have to supply? Well, I tried to think of a great question, and I couldn't think of any. But but as a Texan, um, the thing that I think about most often when it comes to the Bachelor franchise is Olivia Caridi um, Mm. being a fellow... Uh, Texan and Austinite. I think about her um, her dad's plastic surgery business and the jingle that he played on the radio. So I thought I could offer you a little musical interlude for your call-in show. Please, I've never heard this. <clears throat> Dr. Robert Caridi, Westlake Plastic Surgery, your comfort and safety is our primary concern. And that's it. So it's that's an interesting fantastic. Scan. Thank you. Yeah. Interesting scan of, of the um, lyrics to that. But uh, yeah, that's stuck in my head most of the time. Still, <laughs> after many, after many, many years. It makes sense. It'll be stuck in my head for all time as well now. Uh, is that all you wanted to talk about? That's that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so that's much. That's what I have to offer you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? 
My name is Lucia Durantes. I feel like I'm in line just talk to like to get to talk to Santa Claus at the mall. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, you he's know, our, he's our clues Kringle. Santa Claus plays a very important role in our beloved game, so I will take that as a high compliment. Yes. Okay. So my name is Lucia, calling in from Seattle, Washington. Um, my question is. I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I might know the answer, but not you don't have to name names. We know Tasha is not in the pit, but do we know of any producers um, that have reached out to you or Paste Case and have expressed um, that they enjoy the podcast? I am not at liberty to say. So you can't not confirm nor deny. I cannot confirm nor deny if producers have reached out to us. I'll just say that much. I know that a lot of people within the kind of Bachelor Nation proper, I'm talking about players, I'm talking about producers. I know many of them are very aware of our podcast. I will just say that. Okay. Um, and then I have one more question, if that's okay. Please, of course. Um, so, is, so I've seen some theories that Colton actually came out as gay on Paradise. And that mm. Chris Harrison shut shut that down. Didn't let that storyline um, see the document. Do you think there's ever a possibility we somewhere in the document that clues could find to put in? I don't know where it would go. Your your museum that you're doing with all your things. Well, I mean, if that footage exists. exists, I don't know if it exists or not. I've seen this rumor also. If that footage exists, I believe there are ways to get it. I don't know if I have those ways, but also there's like, there's the secondary piece to that that I think is kind of getting lost in this mix, which is what are Colton's feelings on that? It's totally possible that that footage exists and it wasn't Dark Lord Harrison or the producers who buried it, but Colton then came out and said, hey, you know what? I really don't want that in the show. And maybe they obliged him, you know? I don't know what the the details are. If that footage exists, I don't know who the person was or group of people that were that made the final decision to not include it in Paradise. Okay. But... If the footage exists... You will find it. Well, I mean, if the producers knew about it, it, def it definitely then seem seems a uh, strange casting choice for their next Bachelor. Okay, that's true. True, true, true. That makes sense. To put somebody who has, you know, gone on camera as having come out in a show where he's then forced into a heteronormative dating situation, that seems like a... Maybe an abuse even too difficult for the producers. Maybe not, though. Whatever. I wouldn't put anything. Past I don't know. Him. I know he. It did seem like he was kind of trying to pray the gay away. Like he kind of talked about that in the interview this morning, or how he was so thankful that he was like going to go on the show and mm -hmm. find his wife and live his live his dream. I guess. But yeah, I mean, he certainly was brought up in certain kind of social structures that have not been very kind to people that are not straight and the bachelor is not either despite you know chris harrison making a post today saying how proud he is of colton for coming out and living his truth it's like motherfucker you chased this dude th uh, around a fucking 
Portuguese neighborhood at midnight to try and drag him back into the very situation of trauma that you created that he was fucking escaping from, literally physically escaping from it. So I think the the franchise is maybe slight, I don't know. I hate to say that it's slightly more progressive than it used to be because we just watched season 25 and obviously no, that's not true, at least in terms of race representation and, and treatment of Matt James and all that. But yes, I the one thing that I will take away from this that at least by comparison to all other major professional sports, none of them have had anyone come out in this manner this quickly. This sport has only been around for 20 years, roughly. And you've already got a lead, one of the major players in the history of the game, one of the only 2 million IG member, or one of the only 2 million club members on Instagram. And the show seems to be embracing it. At least Dark Lord Harrison is, if he still is the face of the show. And in some ways, I suppose he is. But, I haven't checked. Is he still in the 2 million club, even though he's deleted everything? Yeah, he just went back into it today. Oh, okay. Interesting. He dipped us Wow. And then I have, I mean, it's not a question, but I will tell you, I have gotten all of my friends and their mothers in the pit. So I have, you have a, you have like a good, um, 50 plus crowd of moms in the Seattle area that <laughs> love Great. the pit. Um, but then my friend's mom texted me the other day. She found all these squirrel figurines and she lined them up on her dresser and said, look at my creatures of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic it was very it was very very endearing um yes so i am just so thankful for you and pace case throughout covid it this podcast truly is like one of the only things i look forward to in life right now so well we appreciate you looking forward to the stuff we put out and we will continue to do it for as long as we can so thank you so much for listening and for calling in Yes, thank you. This was so fun. I'm so glad I got to chat with you. Absolutely. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name's Elizabeth and I'm calling from Seattle. What can we discuss today, Elizabeth? I just got into the pit like over Klaisha season. So now I'm going back and I'm watching Colton season. So I'm at mm. the point where... Hannah Brown and Caitlin Miller Keys are having the, their rivalry set up. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, when do you think the best time is for somebody to tattle on, like, outside drama? Never. There is never a good time to do this. You should avoid tattling at all times unless you can pull it off in the way Katie Thurston did in season 25, which was a generic tattle about a circumstance, not about a person. She went to Matt James and said, there's this rumor erupting that could ruin someone's life. You need to be aware of it. She didn't say who told the rumor. She didn't say who the rumor was about. It was then up to Matt James to do that detective work. So the blame for revealing this information never fell on Katie Thurston. I think tattling, if you're going to do it, you have to do it that way. And even that is risky because then you're also tying yourself to the event. And generally speaking, if you're a player, you want to stay fucking well away from any drama ever. So to answer your question, never. You should never title. 
Okay, that's what I was wondering about because I thought, I don't know, that was a pretty stupid move watching it back now. Occasionally you might be forced into doing it. Like a bachelor, a lead may literally corner you and say, something's going on. Tell me what you know about this person. And in that case, you have to do a tap dance. And it you may just be unfortunately the person who's going to have to fall on that sword if you're put in that situation there are ways out of it you can tell the bachelor look i don't know much about it i know this and this is kind of happening but i don't know who's really involved or whatever you can try to wash your hands of it but if you're actually involved in whatever the dramatic situation is and the bachelor comes to you then you might be forced to tattle on somebody as a kind of uh, a final defense against whatever that attack may be but yeah, you got to try to never be involved in a situation that is going to require you to tattle, if possible. Okay, makes sense. Thank you. That was my only question. Thank you very much for your call. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Bye. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name's Emily and I live in Iowa. Are you a Chris Souls fan? Chris Souls, no. Oh. Well, he's no, from but your he's well known here. I can imagine, yes. Yeah. My in-laws talked about hearing him on the news and they're like, don't you don't you watch The Bachelor? What do you think? I didn't start watching until JoJo's season, so I don't really know much about him. Okay, fair enough. Well, what can I help you with today? Well, actually, I was thinking about this. um, So I know you guys have had Reality Steve on several times. and You've been on his podcast. So what are your thoughts on how he is handling the situation with Matt and Rachel and the the other girl because he did an Instagram live Mm -hmm. and it seemed like he was kind of making the situation more than it really should have been because I listened to Chatty Broads and their take on it was Matt's single right now. So he can kind of do whatever he want. But it seems like reality Steve tends to take these types of stories. He's done it in the past with the Jenna and Jordan situation. He makes it seem like this huge deal. And he claims that he has all these receipts and things. And I feel like it's a little bit dangerous for him to be claiming these things. And then he has to go back on it. I feel like it's kind of shoddy reporting. So what are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I can't speak for Pace Case, but my thoughts on it are this. Our beloved game is a very unique sport. There are no balls. There are no bats. We are not playing for points. This is a subtler game of psychological manipulation couched in the idea of dating. So when our players leave the game, we are still watching them play a similar game out in the real world. So their dating lives become news because we've watched them date. That's what we see them do. It would be like if a baseball player went and played like a stickball game on the streets of New York City. You'd want to watch that. You'd want to see what happened and you'd be curious about it. And so because this kind of intrinsic piece of their lives moving forward, which is dating, is so prominent in the game, we are locked into whatever's actually happening in their, in quotes, real lives. And so when Reality Steve is reporting on this, it is news akin to the sport they're playing. So Reality Steve has on this, I forget her name now, but the person that Matt James was dating prior to going on the show, then supposedly Matt James also tried to get her to be in his dating pool when he went in as Bachelor. He then flew, after the show ends, he then flies Rachel Kirkconnell to New York 
this other woman is then like, well, wait a minute. You were just talking to me a few days before. And he's telling both of them essentially that like the other one is meaningless to me. You're the one I really want. That's kind of the gist of what this story is. So has reality Steve made too much of it? I mean, he just interviewed the woman that Matt James was dating. I We're drawing our own conclusions. I think he's just providing us information, interviews, uh, a platform for these other people who are like affected by Matt James or whatever in that sphere. And we can draw our own conclusions. And I don't, I mean, it was big in the news cycle of the Bachelor world for what? 24 hours, 48 hours. And then Matt James is posting videos at WrestleMania and no one cares. Like it's already blown over. And obviously the big news today of Colton Underwood coming out on Good Morning America is going to dominate the Bachelor news cycle for at least a week maybe. And then his Netflix documentary will come out and that will kind of rev that news cycle up again. And then we're looking at, uh, you know, only a few weeks left until Katie Thurston's season airs and we'll all be involved in that. The news cycle in the Bachelor world churns so fast, so constantly now that I think it's hard to make a lot of anything, especially because we just watched <laughs> what's arguably the biggest Bachelor news story in history with Chris Harrison and season 25, that entire thing. I don't think we're going to see something like that necessarily again that can dominate that much of the Bachelor news cycle. So I don't know if I answered your question, but ultimately I think Reality Steve does a great job. He knows the history of the game you know, better than anyone. And he constantly is getting access to these exclusive interviews with people who can paint the, the broader picture a little more clearly for us. Yeah. Well, my other question was about the Colton situation that, that came out today. So do you think that the bachelor franchise is going to try to give him some sort of a redemption story based on what came out today? I don't know. I I was thinking about this and I really don't know because there's a lot of complexity in the Colton issue, obviously everything that he was doing criminally to Cassie Randolph, his ring winner from season 23, including stalking and putting tracking devices on her car. That does not go away. That's still a piece of who this guy is. And can they put him back into the franchise in any way? Would he even want to come back into the franchise? I feel like he kind of is trying to make a clean cut. This is the new me. This is my truth moving forward and more power to him for that. Like, I think that's fantastic. I don't know what their involvement in the next phase of his life is going to be other than we saw dark lord harrison make a little post today that's like i fully support you my friend or whatever i think it will likely be something like that and you might see the official bachelor accounts make similar posts and that'll probably be it i think yeah that's kind of that kind of was was what made me have that question was what chris harrison posted and i think that the bachelor official instagram posted in their stories about the interview coming out yesterday or something like that. So it made me kind of wonder if they were trying to make him kind of in our minds again so that they could, you know, move him back in and and have some sort of a a redemption storyline on Paradise or maybe give him another season or something like that. I don't think this has anything to do with The Bachelor. I think this is all Colton. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very interesting um, you know, when you think about the types of things that was that were said on his season, the Billy Eichner clip surfaced today, I saw that, and I I didn't even remember that happening on his season. So it's very it's very interesting 
that, you know, how this all came about. Well, thank you so much for your call. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for answering my questions. My pleasure. All right. Bye. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? And what's your name? Hello, my name is Shana Horstman. I am calling from Boston University in my lovely dorm room. What can I help you with today? I don't know. I feel like the world is on fire again. And we just found out Colton is getting a Netflix series. That's pretty nuts. But I think the main thing that I need to talk about is how the fact that um, Bachelor Nation is constantly in my dreams. Mm. Um, I know you've discussed that that's something that um, you were able to push away for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I, however, have not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> my subconscious is constantly thinking about it. And especially now as I'm looking for jobs. And all I think about is the fact that I don't have any postgrad plans. I just want to be on this show. So mm. they're like, oh, what do you want to do? Um, and I'm like, mm, I want to be on reality television and make money through manipulating people online. So. <laughs> and so what actions are you taking to make sure this plan comes to fruition? So I, I'm in communications currently, which I think is the goldmine for Bachelor Nation content. Mm -hmm. um, I think advertising and social media management. So if I'm not on the show, then I'd hope to work in it in some capacity. Interesting. Um, applying to various um, ad agencies and like marketing positions at TV networks, networks and that kind mm -hmm. of thing um, to hopefully infiltrate this culture because man, oh man, I love drama. <laughs> But I'm starting to reconsider my career choices, and maybe I should not be um, fully diving into this world. But uh, any what would you do? What would you do if that's not what you're going to do? What's an alternative route? Here's the thing. I'm. I don't know. I don't really like working. That's 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 the main thing. I don't dream of labor. So sure. <laughs> that was my solution. I work in advertising, actually. So that's what my degree is going to be in, and mm -hmm. um, graphic design. So if you guys ever need a, a Interesting. team, that's what I do. <laughs> do you have any fear that your entire uh, job, your the entire career field you're going into is about to be replaced by AI? Oh, absolutely. Do you yeah, talk no, about that at school? Does Do any of your professor, professors mention it? No, no, no. Fascinating. They ignore, ignore, ignore. They ignore, they ignore, they ignore. And do they people do ask these questions? Media. Honestly, there's not really a platform in most of my coursework for that sort of thing um, in terms of like, what's the future? Because a lot of it is based on, um, I don't know, my program is, is kind of messed up. It's one of the top programs, but still it's, they yeah. work needs to be done. I'll say that. We barely address social media and its impact in my classes specifically and using that as a medium for advertising. It's more focused on like out of home and physical mm -hmm. ads now, um, which seems stupid to me. But it's something that I think about often, the fact that I'm, participating in this culture of um, forcing people to buy things and uh, yeah. training their brains, mm -hmm. um, which has helped me like watch this show in a better way because I'm like, oh, I can see what they're doing there. This is, this is all propaganda of some sort. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that's most media. They're selling you something. But I mean, we're already at a time where artificial intelligence, there are at this point, I don't even know, dozens of websites where you can go to have ad copy written by AI that's as good as any human copywriter i feel like that job is already gone yeah google docs will do that for you as well like not sure. even just like those programs but like they will autofill everything and you can just generate content in that way it's really bizarre but there are also ai logo generators and image generators and that's all starting to ramp up i think 
creative work, especially in advertising, is going to all be done by AI within like five or 10 years. I don't think it will be a field that human beings even do because we're all turning into companies ourselves. And so you're going to need logos. You're going to need little videos about your products. And I think AI will make all of those. Yeah, I've also been having these, like I recently decided to watch the Marvel movies just because like it's so encompassing in the culture. And I was like, you know what? I probably should understand this. And that's also prop these like big ideas of who's going to be the company that takes down them all. Because right now I'm betting that it's going to be Disney owns all the media and like Amazon or Walmart owns all of the, I don't know, the, the stuff and business type mm. thing. And so I was looking at all the, the media that Disney produces and how it's like, everything is the same. Everything's just mass produced and there's no room for new creatives to come in and show their work anymore and i'm like that's the future of a lot of the media is that it's all going to be owned by these big companies and you're not going to have the little guys creating anymore it's either going to be computers or i don't know whoever the top dog is i see it the opposite way i i see it being more far more democratized it's basically what social media has done now the mystique of creating a movie or a tv show and the need to have a million dollars to throw at a budget or to be able to put together a crew all of that is gone Anyone can go on TikTok and make a one-minute video that millions of people can see instantaneously. And I think that with AI, that is going to get more and more robust so that each one of us can be making a full movie if we want to and uploading it straight to whatever social media platform exists for that. I think the power that studios have, which is essentially money, eventually that goes away. We're already seeing it in music. Like anybody with a laptop can make a professional sounding record and put it out in the world and maybe it blows up. That same thing is going to happen with bigger pieces of media like movies and TV shows. I mean, right around the corner, it's already happening. I mean, I hope that's true because as I'm watching like the, these Disney movies and especially like knowing that ABC is owned by Disney as well and whatnot mm -hmm. and watching the advertisements that pop up on my screen when I'm watching the shows and whatnot and what sort of things. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it absolutely is. We are headed toward a brave new world, as always. But thank you so much for your call and yeah. uh, your conversation. It was fantastic. I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. Hello. I'm in. <laughs> Hi there. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? My name is Mary, um, and I'm calling from Chicago. Heard of it. <laughs> Ever been Apple, here? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have actually been there. I went to the first Pokemon Go festival that was out there in uh, Lincoln Park, and it was a disaster. The Fire Festival of Video Games, as it became known that summer. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> but I liked Chicago. It was a nice, nice city, it seemed like. Good, good. So what can I help you with today? So, yeah, I'm sure you've been talking about the whole Colton news a lot today already. Indeed. But I am wondering if anybody has asked, um, how much do you think the producers of Colton's season were like new or how much they were complicit if they did know about, you know, him being gay? There was a conversation I had a little earlier that touched on this, but the long and short of it is there is a rumor now circulating that there is footage of Colton Underwood on his season of Bachelor in Paradise coming out and that the producers have that footage, and they knew about it, and then they put him in the role of Bachelor anyway. This is a rumor. There is no evidence to support this. If that footage exists, maybe it'll come out, maybe it'll see the light of day one day. But that aside, 
let's assume that that is just a rumor. As I said, it's baseless at this point. How much did they know based on what we can just infer from what was in the show? I mean, who knows? There's no way of knowing that, honestly. If they did know, would they have done this? I think yes. I mean, I don't think they would have given a shit, and I think they would have seen it as uh, an extra layer of torture they could have heaped on a player because we saw season 25. We just watched it. Like, what they did to Matt James, and say what you will about Matt James, all this stuff is now surfacing of him, you know, dating multiple people at the same time and lying to them all, whatever. All that aside, still what they did to this man was potentially the worst treatment of a lead we've ever seen. Yeah, clearly. That was all I could think about was like the mental anguish that he was probably going through being put through these seasons. Yeah. And so would they be capable of doing something like that to Colton where his sexuality is concerned? I think 100%. I don't think that they would have even batted an eye at saying, at even being excited about the prospect of how they could use this against him and use it to destroy him in some way. Again, this is all it's all conjecture. I mean, it's it's only based on the kind of circumstantial evidence of all the different seasons we've seen them do horrible manipulations to people. I can't really know for sure, but yeah, I would certainly not put it past them to have known completely about this, still made him the bachelor and used it to try to destroy him. Yep. I I would agree with you. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask to see if you knew anything else that's very interesting about this uh possible footage though. I, I know as much as anybody else does. I know I know that there are these rumors. That's literally all all I know for sure. All right. Well, that was all I wanted to ask. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your call and have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Hello? Holy shit. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello, Clues. My name is Natalie Minigota and I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. I've heard of that place. Sure you have. So what can I help you with today? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of fucking questions. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to just narrow down the Okay. Um I'm sure you've got a lot of questions about this, Blake, for my personal what do you I'm getting from like the queer community perspective that this Colton situation is very Kevin Spacey esque. I sort of whatever abusive behavior he had towards case um Cassie. Um, as kind of like, well, I was repressed in my sexuality and I couldn't come out. I think that's kind of bullshit. And it's kind of like, I'm not happy that he came out. I'm gay. I'm not happy that he came out. I think it's kind of fucking stupid. And he's making like, he's just adding into like the horrible um, stereotype that gay people are predatory. So I'm interested in seeing like how that's going to develop. But what is your opinion on that take? Well, I mean, your take is your take. I have no opinion on it other than we are all entitled to how we feel about things. You have an opinion about everything. Tell me about how do you feel about how do you how do you feel about this announcement in this time? I view it more from the perspective of what it means for the game. And in terms of professional sports, players coming out as gay, especially in fucking America, is extremely rare. You've got sports like baseball that have been around for fucking hundred plus years, and there are no active players that are out. And it's like, really? A hundred years of this fucking sport? <laughs> and there have been uh, some players that have come out after the fact, like after their careers are done in the major American sports. And certainly you had uh, Michael Sam getting drafted into the NFL, who was openly gay and famously 
as he was drafted, kissed his boyfriend on national TV. And it was, you know, everybody was fucking outraged. I don't think he ever played, though, but he did get drafted. At any rate, in terms of professional sports, The Bachelor's only been around for 20 years, and we've already got this happening. I know The Bachelor has massive problems where a lot of fucking things are concerned, but at the very least, there is now visibility in a way that there wasn't before within the franchise for someone coming out. And I think overall, I think it's a net positive. Yes, we cannot excuse the shit that he did to Cassie. I mean, criminal acts. We can't excuse that. But that said, you know, 20 years from now, that piece of this will be a footnote. The bigger thing that he'll be remembered for is being the first bachelor to come out. I think I know that they've kind of dropped him like that. Like they don't really kind of claim him anymore. But do you think that there's going to be some sort of reclaiming of the Colton by the organizers of the game to like somehow make this also an ABC statement of, hey, we like gay people? I think you're going to see a prior caller talked about this with me as well, but I think you're going to see what happened with Dark Lord Harrison. He put out a post today that was basically like, I support you, my friend, live your truth, that type of thing. I think you're going to see that type of post come out from the official bachelor accounts as well. And that'll be about it. And then there's this reality show coming out that has Colton coming out to his parents, which is going to be fascinating to watch for sure. But I think Colton's going to see a resurgence of popularity here. I think he, he may blow up to a three million club member. He may be the first one. Has he come back to Instagram yet? Not really, right? Uh he still has an Instagram and his number is back up over two million as of today. I think it dipped a little bit. Like has he been like posting? Has he been active? He's done a few stories, but no main grid posts still. All right. Okay, I'm interested. I'm very curious to see what his first main grid post is going to be after this and what type of Instagram he's going to start running. What's going to be conveyed in the pictures he's showing us, in the videos he's showing. It's going to be fascinating. Like, again, I know all of the shit with Cassie happened, and there's no excuse for it. And that's what's so crazy. And that's like, I'm so fucking in the fucking pit that I am so involved in everything passes through this world thanks to you guys. But (laughs) I'm talking to all these other people that, again, not in the pit, and look at me very weirdly. And it's just... They don't like they don't know cast. They don't know the stuff because they're not that involved. But this rises immediately to the surface. And now yeah. Colton is gay has, is way more significant to people than, hey, maybe he fucking stalked his girlfriend. Maybe he did. He admitted it. And <laughs> he did. There's proof. There's court records. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see how that turns out. In terms of personal questions, if y'all ever <clears throat> expand your team or hire anyone, you know, I first in line. I have a podcast. I'm obsessed with y'all. And I'm a big fan of everything that you do. So I really appreciate the conversations and thank you so much. Yeah. It is our pleasure. Thank you so much for listening and thanks for calling in. Of course. Have a good one. You too. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? And I'm, I'm Caroline. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. What can I help you with today? Well, I wanted to ask you, well, I'm like really blanking out right now. So I've been watching The Bachelor since I was like six years old. Um, and so I was thinking a lot about the past couple of seasons and like the past few years. And I wanted to know that if you could create like any spinoff version of The Bachelor that wasn't like what they already have, what would you create? In terms of merging The Bachelor with some other thing? Not merging it with anything else, like nothing like Paradise, like 
do you think they'll they'll end up doing like a bachelor olympics not like summer games Mm -hmm. but like or another question was like about would they do a queer bachelor in paradise who knows i i really think the bachelor is poised right now to explode in content and i know like it seems like there's a lot because we're getting a show every fucking month like there's no reprieve from it there's going to be even less of a reprieve because i think the bachelor is going to start doing deals with streaming networks and you are going to see bachelor shows everywhere all the time i i I firmly believe it's going to be like a professional sport in that way. Like there's a million shows that cover the NFL, even during the off season. I think that's going to start happening with the bachelor. And so I could see them really screwing with the format in multiple ways and just seeing what sticks, you know? And my other question was, how do you feel about Chris Harrison breaking his Instagram silence today? I mean, we all see what he's doing. I'm making a meme about it as soon as I stop taking calls to record this episode today. I already have it written and I just need to make the image. It's like, okay, dude, you, you're posting this thing in support of him. Meanwhile, you're the guy who was hunting him through the night in Algarve, Portugal to try and get him to come back to the show that he was literally trying to escape. So I don't trust anything the Dark Lord says at this point. I'm sure you're going to talk a lot more about the situation on this show. I just, I don't know. I wish they talked more about, obviously, the Cassie situation because, it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's inexcusable. Like, It's interesting to go back and watch his season, which I have now done once fully post the Cassie thing. And then this on top of it, it's a very interesting piece of media and certainly uh, a first, a historic moment in the game. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I literally like, I'm such a big fan of this show. I've been, like I said, I've been watching The Bachelor. I've been in the pit since like childhood. I'm like, I'm 19 years old. No, it's like really bad. It's like, I know how to, oh, this is the question I was going to ask you. I was saying, okay. Um, I was like, I think I know how to perfectly break up with people because of how many seasons of The Bachelor I've watched. So I was going to say, if you've ever broken up with someone during your times watching The Bachelor, do you think you have the perfect breakup? because of the bachelor (laughs) that's incredible but truly the thing that i think fascinates us about the game of the bachelor is that we all play this game to some degree it's like when you're uh at least for me when i was a kid growing up playing baseball like my dad basically forced me to play all sports And baseball became the one that was like, oh, because I'm playing this game, I'm now more invested in watching it on TV. And when I see a pro player do something, I'll then try that in my shitty like 10 year old way out on the baseball field. I think the exact same thing is true of Bachelor. There's generations of people, yourself included. You said you've been watching it since you're six years old. You're basically your entire conscious existence. You have been seeing this pattern of that game piped into your brain every season multiple times a season if you count bachelorette and and bip and all that and so now it has to have affected the way you date it has to have there's no way around it and you see how it works in the show and then i mean the show is a strange environment and it's condensed and all that but you know you see somebody play an ifi or you see somebody do whatever the dumping technique is that you are now a master of and you use it once or twice and it works you're like holy fuck i'm gonna keep doing this you get Uh, positive reinforcement for these things so i fully see that that is the case and it's i think for me it really is the element of it that makes it an incredibly enjoyable professional sport in ways that like football baseball all those other things 
that they don't necessarily require this, but it definitely enhances your ability to watch it if you are also a participant in those sports. Those things require certain like insane skill sets, extra equipment, whatever. You have to actively say, I'm going to go play baseball. Dating, though, it's a game we all play. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Clues. I, I'm like, I'm such a big fan. I was introduced to you th through Chatty Broads, and then I was mm -hmm. like, why haven't I listened to this? Like, <laughs> this is like amazing. You and Pace Case, like make my week every Thursday. Like, even if I'm having a hard day, I just know that I can wake up to um, like your weekly show and it makes me so happy. So twibbin. Uh, but yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. I, I appreciate it sincerely, as does Pace Case. And thank you so much for your call. All right. Thanks. Bye. Oh, my God. Clues. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello, my name is Jamie Miller, and I'm calling from West Hollywood, the future capital of Colton Underwood. That's what I was wondering if he lives out here. I also live in West Hollywood, by the way. So hello, neighbor. What can I help you with today? Well, I am here uh, to talk about, you know, the one thing that's dominated my mind all day, which is, of course, this Good Morning America mm -hmm. um, interview. <laughs> I'm calling as both a, a fairly new Game of Roses fan, actually. I started... I started listening in January at the beginning of uh, Matt's season because I had a couple friends listen. <laughs> you picked um, a very interesting entry point. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, did I? I was like, wow, I really came at the ending. I feel like I entered at Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two <laughs> and just had to catch up. Okay. Because um, the Dark Lord was defeated, you know? Yeah, they, exactly. You know, we there might be an, yeah. But anyway. Um, I'm also calling as a gay fan of mm. The Bachelor. <laughs> and I'm calling because I feel like we need to come up with, you, you guys often refer to it as the pit. And I think that's so true. But I also think for, for gay people who watch this show, it's a deeper level of self-hatred <laughs> to <laughs> sit here and watch this. Oh, because, no. Because not only am I watching The Bachelor and hating it, I'm also watching like, the institution of marriage and heteronormativity like destroy America every six months. Um, and yeah. what's bothering me today, what I'm here is I need to rant about all these people who are acting like this is like the biggest news ever. I'm like, Colton jumped a fence. Do you think that's because he was upset about a girl? No, he was upset because he's now the most famous straight man in the country. And he's yeah. not even straight. <laughs> like Billy, sure. Eichner, Billy Eichner, you know, he really, he, everyone's like, Billy Eichner's a psychic. And I'm like, he's not a psychic. He was just in the room with Colton and could see what was going <laughs> on with this man. It was about right. his faith. Like, come yeah. on. No. No, I mean, I don't know uh, exactly when Colton knew or when anyone else knew. There are rumors. I've talked about this a little bit on today's show. Obviously, today's show is a call-in show, and this is the biggest news that's going on today as I'm recording it. So many people have this on their minds. But, um, you know, I'll say what I said to another caller. I think, ultimately, this is a net positive for The Bachelor. He has these other things attached to him with Cassie and the stalking, and those things can't be forgotten and can't be swept aside, obviously. But this is a different thing. And in terms of professional sports, it's the first time a major star of any professional sport has come out at this level. And that, to me, is like, 
and and not only any professional sport, one that is so just like you're saying, so heteronormative, so fucking entrenched in just like the kind of traditional make America great again type of America. And so to see this and like just to imagine what the fuck is going on in the minds of all of the kind of MAGA state fans of Bachelor who had crushes on him, who are back at home in their viewing parties and being like, oh, my God, he's gay. That at least has to make them change some opinion or at least question it for a fucking second in a way that maybe nothing else ever would have. I also do think, I mean, obviously, you know, parasocial play of the week by far, but like, I, you know, going on Good Morning America specifically is such a move. Like Bachelor, totally. Bachelor is never going to bring him back in now with the Cassie stuff with it's just there's too much blood in all sections of bringing him back but you know he's definitely was making a play there like it's an ABC totally show. he's going like you know I'm still loyal to my ABC group now that I'm going over to you know the Netflix rainbow and unicorns like <laughs> you know I'm, I'm still trying to say I'm still here I'm still part of Batch Nation which is which is definitely an interesting move and i definitely i also get what you're saying about you know it's going to be a big deal for the bible belt bachelor fans who are just like totally what the heck but um i thought he was a good christian boy now he's a little nas x oh my god oh do you think little nas x was the reason he decided he was like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just i can't he saw I the can't video stop. I can't stop listening to this song. He was like, I got a pole installed in my apartment and like, I need to show you guys what I've been working on. <laughs> if it is, if Lil Nas X is the catalyst, fantastic. Even more power to Lil Nas X. God damn it. That's funny. Uh, but like now and now he has this next Netflix deal. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so mad about this too, because I'm going to watch the shit out of that show. Totally. Look. It's like, Gus Kenworthy is going to be his gay guide is what they're saying. Like, you know, this show is going to be disgusting in a whole new level. It's going to be, you know, toxic white top energy all over West Hollywood learning how to be gay. Colton's a reality star and he is using every piece of his life to boost his uh, cred. Basically, he's got two million followers on Instagram. And I've said this a few times on today's show as well. With this Netflix show, he might be the first member of the 3 Million Club. We might see him vault into a level of stardom no other Bachelor player can touch. Well, this is the other thing that I want to say is like, you know, I actually, obviously, most of the people who I watch Bachelor with are straight white women who I can text with. But I do know <laughs> some other, some other, some other, and, and all of them are shocked. And I'm like, come on. Uh, <laughs> but but I do know some other gay fans and they are going to like jump on this, you know, like I think, mm -hmm. I think 900,000 of those 1 million are going to be the, the gay fans who are like, this is the only one I want to follow now because all the other ones are boring as shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see that TV show. I'm going to be watching every episode. I'm sure we're going to be covering it to some degree on our show as well, because he's just, I mean, he's the 23rd bachelor. There have only been 25 bachelors. That's still a relatively small club. Anybody who becomes a lead is, you know, on a pedestal within the world, certainly. And then because of everything that happened with Cassie, he's become a very kind of troubled figure within the bachelor world. And I'm not saying this is like an attempt at redemption or anything, but this will at least be a new direction for him. It is going to be a new narrative around Colton. And 
Will his fans forgive him for the Cassie stuff? Will Cassie forgive him? Will she be on the show? I don't know. Like, it's possible that we see that happen. I know there are rumors that part of that show is a scene in which he comes out to his parents. So his family is in this show. And, I mean, is Cassie in it? Are other Bachelor people in it? It's totally possible. How many of them live in L.A.? There's a bunch of them out here. If he calls them up and is like, hey, do you want to be on this Netflix reality show? How many of them are going to be like, yes, I do. A lot. You know, I could see definitely some of his probably I, I would be surprised to see Cassie. You know, I, that mm-hmm. would be very interesting. But I don't know. I think they want to have separate narratives from now on. But, you know, I could see him being like girls from his season being like, come out to the club with me and having some sort of like, <laughs> Netflix moment with that. Oh God! I, know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I also think Cassie wanted to be a reality star very badly too. Her family tried to sell a show about themselves that I don't think ever went anywhere. So if she gets the opportunity to appear in a Netflix documentary series, maybe she takes it. Maybe it'll be a spinoff. You know? May, yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll have some sort of you know nineteen kids and counting type deal where they're divorced and they're trying to be somehow document each other's lives. Hey, together. it's totally possible. I I don't know, but it's. All very interesting news today, obviously, and the future is coming at us fast in terms of what Colton is going to shape up to be. We still don't know what his first main grid post is going to be yet. I'm anxiously awaiting that as well. What is this first image he's going to promote to us? Who is the new Colton? That's what that image is going to say. Yeah. And on top of this all, I just want to bring up one final thing, which is, you know, a a lot of people have talked about, obviously, you guys have the dwab, which I think is wonderful. Uh, I've had people like... And I've had this conversation a lot about when are they going to do a gay bachelor? The truth is they ne- they never will. And not only because of who runs the show and all this mm-hmm. stuff, it would not work. Like speaking as a gay man, it would not work. They would only cast tops. They would get to the fantasy suite <laughs> and realize they're all tops. And then they would have to say, oh, well, we had religious differences. <laughs> and, <laughs> and go their separate ways because the show would not be able to cast anyone else. There was, I forget the name of it, but there was a show that was a gay bachelor. Um, High Prince Charming, I think. Was that what it was called? Yeah, I've never watched it. I've heard of it. I never watched it either. A friend of mine cast it, though, and I don't know how it went down. I don't know what the the kind of functionality of it was all throughout the show, but I think it was structured pretty much just like The Bachelor, a dating pool and one primary person that they were all trying to win the affection of. I, I could see Bachelor doing something like that. I, I talked about this in an earlier call. I think The Bachelor is set to explode in a tidal wave of different versions of itself, uh, starting with the baby boomer dating one that's going to come out later this year. I think there's just going to be a Bachelor show on every streaming service, on every network, like... I think it's about to hit this crazy tipping point and like could a gay bachelor be one of those different versions of it? I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll definitely watch uh, and, you know, fall even deeper into the pit, pit if we do, but um, same here. You know, exciting stuff. Well, thank you so much. I'm technically working right now. So should I <laughs> All right. Wait, can I quickly, my friends are going to freak out. Can I take a photo with you? Absolutely. All right. Ready? Three. I'm ready. Two, one. All right, cool. All right. So nice to meet you. You too. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Mifia. I'm calling from New York. Are we on record right now? Yes, we are. <laughs> Hi. Um, yes, I want to talk about... Um, so imagine the alternative reality if you had to drop The Bachelor, mm-hmm. right? 
you realize I can I can really. What would you do? I would imagine you would still want probably to cover reality TV, but what exactly you would do? If I had to stop watching The Bachelor? Yeah. Like you will I can't deal with it anymore. They are too racist, too like too mm. abusive. I cannot. Like too complicit to me for me. So what you would do? Um, I would probably feel a great weight had been lifted from me. I would feel free <laughs> and I don't think I would watch reality TV much. Oh, uh, I think I would just get more work done on other projects. Honestly, this day I feel like will come eventually. I'll check out of this. I will remove myself from the pit eventually. I don't know when, certainly not this year because there's so much shit to cover, but yeah, eventually it'll happen. Yeah, that's what I thought actually about you for some reason. I was just like not sure if you would completely remove yourself from reality TV. Okay. Um, well, my advice, if you want some, is mm -hmm. to really try to watch more reality TV, maybe better reality TV on your spare time. So you can feel like you can be free, really. That's what I'm doing. I love Love Island as Lizzie. Yeah. Well, ultimately, <laughs> I want to make my own reality television show that would be a better reality TV show. That's my end goal with all of this is ultimately to sell my yeah. own version of The Bachelor. That's a far better version. I have ideas for you. Oh. <laughs> I will be with them in the ends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for your call. And uh, I hope that you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello, I'm Lindsay from Tucson, Arizona. Oh, the land of the Lion Dykes. Yes, I've been kind of creeping around Scottsdale when I visit my parents, hoping for a run-in. But no luck yet? No luck yet. <laughs> well, I imagine that you're close enough to the epicenter that when the Lion Dyke twins are born, you will feel some kind of change in the atmosphere. The, a new power has entered the world. I'm anxiously awaiting that day. <laughs> As down. are we all. <laughs> so what can I help you with today? So um, I also just want to shout out to Pace Case. Um, I love the good place and I love listening to you both. Thank you so much. Um, so regarding the news about Colton coming out, I saw someone comment that there's a rumor that he came out on Paradise. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on that? A few other callers have asked this exact same thing. And my thoughts are... We will never know. And at this point, it's just conjecture. Do you think Dark Lord Harrison will go through with the lawsuit? I don't know. I go back and forth on this because if he goes through with it, if he files, it means he's never coming back. And he has gotten information to that end. He will have had to have accepted the fact that the show is like, you're never hosting again, dude. Then he'll fire the lawsuit. I think he's got it locked and loaded, ready to go in that event. If he does not file it, I think it means he's at least in talks to maybe come back. That that's still a possibility. So I think we should all watch very closely what he does with that lawsuit. Because uh, I think it will be an indicator of maybe a decision having been made at the high, high level. Could you ever see Colton coming back as the first gay bachelor? Or would ABC stay away from that, do you think, considering the, the Cassie situation? I don't think ABC 
necessarily stays away from anything considering any situation if it gets ratings it gets ratings and i think they know that this would i don't know though if colton comes back to the franchise after what they've done to him and you know just kind of like what his life became as a result of it i don't think he likes that other than the two million instagram followers and now he's got a netflix docuseries coming out i don't know who produced that but uh, he's like off to other things at this point yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, what reality show do you think you could win? Do I think I could what? Win. Oh, win? Uh, I would be bad at Survivor, that much I can tell you, because I don't like the sunlight, I don't like the sand, and I don't like being dirty. So <laughs> I would be very bad. I would just throw in the towel on Survivor. Day one, I'd just be like, I quit and leave. Big Brother, I could probably do okay at. I like that it's all inside, the sunlight never touches you, and it's kind of constant manipulation games with the other players. Amazing Race is another one I'd be bad at because it requires a lot of physical exertion and being outside. Bachelor? I don't know. I feel like I'd probably be pretty good at Bachelor at this point, if, or Bachelorette, you know, if I was on it. How about you? I'd like to say Amazing Race, but mm -hmm. maybe I'm thinking too highly of myself. <laughs> I've also heard that they um, they plan ahead who gets to win. Uh -huh. um, I, I met someone locally who was on Big Brother, and she told me that she was offered a place on Amazing Race, mm. and they told her that she could get to third. Interesting. So that stayed in my mind ever since I heard that, and mm -hmm. it made me kind of less interested in watching the show, mm -hmm. but it still would be fun just for the experience alone. Totally. Well, petition to get Bachelor Clues on Big Brother so that we can all watch and Pace Case can do live reviews. <laughs> I would love it. That would be a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. thank you very much uh, for your call, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Great to meet you. You too. Bye. Oh, my God. Bachelor Clues. Hello, caller. What is your name, and where are you calling from? My name is Sarah. I'm calling from Chicago. Oh, multiple people from Chicago today. Oh, well, we have a big, you know, Game of Roses fan club here. Um, it's bachelor country out in Chicago. Yeah. Um, okay. My question is, I know you think that in a few years, everything is going to be, you know, all computer generated. <laughs> but don't you think one of the best things about the bachelor is the unpredictability of it all and not knowing what the players are going to do we don't want to just take it from our own minds <laughs> we want to see what they do outside of that yeah i mean that's the draw of any professional sport is that you set up the parameter of the game and now you're going to watch people play it and you're not going to know the outcome of how each individual will approach the game or what they might be able to do. And the highlights are essentially statistical anomalies. When a player does something so unbelievable that you couldn't have even conceived it being possible within the structure of the game, a 500 foot home run, a crazy touchdown catch, yeah, champagne gate, what have you. These are all things of that nature, but an AI is going to be able to generate stuff that seems real to you. Just as real as the shit you're watching on TV. None of which is real by the way, anyway, but you're not going to be able to tell the difference. I'm looking very forward to procedurally generated media so that I can watch whatever I want, whenever I want, made specifically for me. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Well, Imagine like now you log into Netflix, let's say, right? And you're like scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. There's a million fucking things on there. You don't want to watch any of that shit usually. True. 
I'm like, I'm locking down Netflix right now for The Witcher, maybe. Like, that's the only thing I'm actively watching on Netflix. And that's every two years you get 10 episodes. That's true. Yeah, you get it to do whatever you want. I would much prefer that where it's like you go into Netflix and there's only one thing to watch and it's exactly what you want every time. Yeah. Okay. That okay, fair. I feel like you convinced me. I don't think I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I convinced you to accept the future that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a huge fan. Um really it's something that keeps me going and I love you guys. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for calling in. I hope you have a good rest of your day out in Chicago. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello? Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? My name's Ruby. I'm calling from Toronto. Heard of it. Canada, baby. Beyond the wall. What would you like to discuss today, Ruby? Oh, I was just hopped off a work call and saw this and clicked and now and now we're talking that's the point of the call-in show ruby do you know this show beautiful anonymous i do not oh do you know chris gathered he's a comedian he he does a show where he just talks to people Mm -hmm. for like an hour and they just have like an anonymous conversation about their lives it's quite nice is that Check what you'd like to do? You want to have an hour-long <laughs> conversation about your life anonymously? I don't know if no. I have the time for that, but I would do a five-minute conversation about your life anonymously. <laughs> what do you do, um, Ruby? I'm I'm a research coordinator, mm-hmm. um, and I pr- previously was working doing um, doing harm reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, like policy, so looking at supervised injection sites okay. um, and looking at how like the evidence on how they help folks. And now I'm doing research about how COVID-19 is affecting people experiencing homelessness in Toronto. And what did you want to do as a child? (laughs) Um, What did I want to do as a child? I feel like I wanted to like be in musical theater. (laughs) (laughs) And so when did the shift happen from musical theater to harm reduction and statistical research? Yeah. I don't know. I went to an arts high school in elementary school growing up. So everyone was like very weird and wacky and did lots of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, honestly, the drug thing was because I was like doing drugs in university mm-hmm. and saw a lot of value in it and saw that like me and my friends are like honestly like rich and white and can do whatever we want when it comes to drug use and are not criminalized and a lot of other people are criminalized and you know have a really hard time um mm-hmm. because they're people who use drugs so i just got like very interested in that aspect of it i don't know where the that that's kind of like missing a few steps along the way of sure. the shift but But that's how I got into caring about harm reduction and people who use drugs. Fantastic. And will this be a lifelong endeavor for you? I don't know. Honestly, I want to be a chef. (laughs) That's slightly different. (laughs) Or like or like cook. Like, I mean, I really am I care about the work that I do. I'm 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 I feel like very strongly about it, but honestly, all I want to do is cook. So if anyone will pay me, you know, to cook for them. Mm -hmm. I'm or be my like you know backer financially 
that's really what I want to spend my time doing. Fair enough. Well, I wish you luck in that endeavor. <laughs> Do you have any other things you'd like to discuss? Any bachelor related things? Well, please? my only bachelor thing is that I slowly have like gotten my friends into the pit and it's been fun. Um, well, we can't thank you enough for that. Obviously, <laughs> hopefully you've bought them all t-shirts at bonfire.com slash game of roses and you can wear them as a, a group. Yeah, we're we're not going to like <laughs> we're, we don't have vaccines in the, the way that people do in, in the States right now. So like yeah. the, the concept of uh, like watching parties is not really a thing that is on the horizon. But I did have a moment with my with my partner the other day where I was like, before the pandemic, I was watching The Bachelor alone. And like now I have people to watch it with and we'll be able to watch it together. And I'm pumped. But maybe they'll just go back and like life will be better and they'll be like, now I'm not going to watch the show anymore. But I think I, viewing parties are going to come back big time. Um, yeah, I'm down and I'm very, I'm very excited to have to have like pals to, to watch the show with for sure. Well, I wish you luck and happiness at your upcoming viewing parties whenever that may happen in Toronto. And thank you so much for the call. Good luck with becoming a chef as well. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. You Bye. too. Bye. And that concludes the first ever Calls with Clues. I had a blast doing this. Thank you to everyone out there who listened to this episode. Thank you to everyone out there who called into this episode to make it possible. These were fantastic conversations on a historic day, obviously, when huge news is breaking about Colton Underwood. And next week, you can look forward to a return to our regular schedule. Pace Case is going to be back. We're going to be doing Twibbon. We're going to be doing our regular Tuesday episode. And of course, Monday, we're going to have a very special Patreon episode for you where we're making some predictions about things to come in the future of our beloved game. And... I must remind you, if you have not yet had a chance to pick up your For the Right Reasons Gore t-shirt, you need to do it almost immediately. You have through the weekend, and then it is gone. Monday morning, you will not be able to access this t-shirt, and whoever bought one will have one, and that is it. So don't be the only person at your viewing party who is not wearing one of these beautiful statements of loyalty to our beloved game. Right now, go to bonfire.com slash game of roses and you can pick up a shirt for yourself, your friends, your family, whoever you may like. And a general thanks to everybody who listened to these two episodes this week during Clues Week. I did my best to hold down the fort while Pace Case was away on vacation. I hope that you all enjoyed these episodes, and we look forward to bringing you more of our regularly scheduled programming next week. And before I go, as always, what is the Dwab at? It has been 6,000. 961 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our, our beloved, beloved game. game. Clues week, it's clues week. Seven days of clues.
week Now it's just me and you Blues week, it's blues week Seven days of clues Blues week, it's blues week Now it's just me serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... Um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare if you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. <laughs> Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 